Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Well, 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 hello and welcome to Quarters and Barra Season 2024. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Got the touch? Download the Tab Touch app today. Please gamble responsibly. If you have an issue, call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Barra, seven days. I can smell the liniment. I can smell the freshly cut grass. I wish I could smell the steamed dim sims, but they don't make them in WA. But you can smell the pies and the donuts and the chips. The footy's upon us, Barra. Yeah, the game's uh, this game starts at the SCG actually, Sydney versus Melbourne. So you probably can't smell it from here either. But mate, how quickly has it come around? Feels like it's just yesterday that we were talking. A lot of people requesting, where are we? When are we coming back? But I've got to tip my hat to the AFL. The fact that they've got round zero now and playing those four matches just because the NRL, the Rugby League, has gone to Las Vegas and they're playing on Sunday in the game over there. And they go, right, they're out of town. Let's go into Sydney. Let's go into Brisbane. Let's go on the Gold Coast. Let's try to hit them while they're away, which is pretty clever, isn't it, when you think about it? I can't see any bad headlines coming out of Sin City, uh, Barra, out of Vegas. But uh, opening round, and then round one, <laughs> opening round and then round one. It's a bit confusing for punters, but I totally hey, get why go, they're doing before it. Before you go on, you're talking about no bad headlines from Las yeah. Vegas with the rugby league blokes. The best, the funniest part of that whole thing for me was that 11 players, 11 NRL players had to get special yeah. visas. <laughs> and why, why was that, Quarters? Well, they've been bad boys in the past, haven't they? Yeah, because Pretty strict in, in the US. The Americans don't let you in no, if you've they got don't. a record. Now, Barra, now, <laughs> now, Barra 11 of them. I want to <laughs> ask you, so were you waiting by the, the mailbox with feverish anticipation? I'm led to believe that you got one of the rare... Willy Wonka mm. golden tickets. I did, mate. Did I bought, bought the right chocolate or something. No. I well, talk, of course, of Trevor Nisbet's send-off, the mm. uh, West Coast Eagles CEO of long standing and um, a lot of success there. You were at the send-off. Yeah, what's happened? Was your letterbox being renovated or something? Was yeah, it? What, what happened? Not, was, sure, well, not, <laughs> not sure if I'm really big on the popularity stakes at the Eagles just, at the moment, Barry. I'm not sure if I... Just, I didn't bother going to check at the letterbox, to be quite honest. Oh, mate. It was massive. Huge turnout. And... Um, who was there? Apart from you, absolute who's who's who of footy in Western Australia, right back to the days. And I, I think what was good about it was the way. Like, so I was in, up to my neck in it because who was going to host it? So Mark, I think Mark Reddings was going to host it because so what they did was you sat in the old grandstand. They got that, some, so it was at the old Subiaco Oval. Yeah. So ba- back to old Subiaco. Paint the picture for us. Okay. So back to the old Subiaco, which has been renovated. Obviously, knocked over the grandstands, and there's the Sandover Walk there with um, every Sandover medalist's name and his year as you walk around the ground, Mm -hmm. except for three years where they've just left it blank. Um, You probably understand that. And then they've got this new grandstand. They've put some of the old seats back in from the start. From the, so we're actually sitting in the seats that you were sitting, you know, those wooden benches? Where the old media box used to be yeah. and the players at the back. Um, and the original dugouts are still yeah. there. Yeah. Well, when I arrived, I actually went straight to the dugout because that's where I spent most of my time at the West Coast <laughs> Eagles. I was sitting on the bench. 
But it, I took a few blokes with me, Pios and Co. But yeah, and, and mate, it was a great setup. They've got a, a sort of a uh, and the Subi Junior Footy Club's going there, and I think the Footy Commissioner do some work there with their futures and uh, their, some of their. Um, underage teams and so it's got a like a little a little sort of grandstand so under there there was a marquee there was food there was drink and probably i reckon five or six hundred people turned up yep um a lot of you know right back to when nizzy started it was 37 years that he was at the club i'll tell you what it was like i'll tell you what it was like and i know that you are you upset you, you okay no i'm okay mate. The, yeah. no, no i'm okay mark duffield was there he was representing mm-hmm. ray wilson um not your mate steve butler Yep, he was there, uh, Ryan Daniels. So, plenty. You were sort of there in spirit, my friend, and I'm a bit surprised you weren't actually. But anyway, that's another story. You know what it was like? You know that movie? You know that <laughs> this will sound this will sound weird. You know the Godfather movie? Mm-hmm. You know when they have those? Well, it's probably apt. In, in that, you know the movie where they have those parties at nice the house? Nice metaphor, mate. The Corilone, Cor- Corilone fam. I'm probably lucky I wasn't there, mate. <laughs> Might have ended up with a horse's head. <laughs> you're, a bit, you're Luca Brasi, mate. <laughs> you get killed. You're sleeping with the fishes. You're sleeping with the fishes, I'm sorry, my friend. Mm. But I'll tell you, what, that's what it made me feel like, that you know, in the movie where they have those functions at the house? The the Corleone, is oh, that yeah. how you say the name? The, the Corleone, fam- isn't it? Yeah, Corleone. Vito. Mm. So if Vito was there, so Marlon Brando, the equivalent was there. You know who I'm talking about? I will point out you introduced this Godfather theme, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling the it was a sense of so. Uh, just waiting for our producer to cue some of that great Godfather music. Better go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Corleone was there, Al Pacino, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a good mate of ours who runs a couple of wineries and stuff. We know. Um, I reckon Robert Duval in that movie, Tom Hagen. I reckon that's Nizzy. So okay. he's the left. He's the he's the you know the the loyal lieutenant who came in and sort of sorts everything out. Now he's being moved on because they're going to war mode or something. Remember, like in the movie, yeah. it's almost like that. Who's Marlon Brando? Well, I think you know, don't you? Do you know who the main dude is? That guy. Yeah. And then there's there's a lot of uh, you know well known West Australians there. Uh, I reckon Tim Jet was he's Clemenza. Remember Clemenza in the movie? Oh, you've got me now. It's been <laughs> a while. Know, I love the movie. People will be laughing at home yeah. about Clemenza and Timmy Jet. Let me tell you. Did you enjoy the <laughs> night? Was the sentiment captured nicely? Well, mate, all the AFL heavyweights were there. Andrew yep. Dillon was there. He'd be Captain McCluskey, I reckon, okay. in that movie. If people remember Captain McCluskey, that would be Andrew Dillon. He spoke spoke beautifully about this. Told some funny stories about. The abuse that the AFL had copped from Niz, particularly mm-hmm. about playing down in Geelong, he was oh, yeah. very unhappy about some of the few uh, uh, maps of Australia were sent their way, I believe, over the years yeah. with a big circle around <laughs> Perth. Remember, we're oh, we're over here, we're over here. If you don't get us out of Geelong right now, yeah. Simon Garlic was there from the Dockers because uh, you know he's uh, he's well connected. He'd be Salonzo from the Godfather, okay. I reckon. So he's Salonzo uh, in my You've opinion. You've done your homework. <laughs> I'm a huge man in that of that movie. But anyway, we still got to talk. Who's the Godfather? To be, I'll, I'll probably leave that out because you know you're not. Sure, I'm not sure how defamation works on these things. Well, but it's look, not def- defamatory, isn't it? No. <laughs> you don't reckon? But the thing that um, blew me away was the lineup was good. So Basil ended up hosting it. Yep. So the Lord Mayor was the was the MC. Okay. So I think Baz came out of the top of Reddings at the last minute. I think Reddings thought he was hosting it until Baz decided he was hosting it. Okay. He was free. So then Gary Stocks, the media guy, he must have got 
And then Carl Langdon was the – so they were, they were the boundary riders and you had Basil in the middle and it was sort of like a stage set up, three stages on the boundary looking back into the stand and it was all lit up. It was, it was spectacular. Mick Malthouse was the keynote guy. He finished up last and he'd flown over and gave an amazing speech about Niswa. A couple of his old mates like Brian Dawson that you would know and Clint yeah, Roberts, yeah. he got up there. The bloke from the East Coast Eagles was here. So they set up a team in the East called the East Coast Eagles. He flew in and he obviously didn't read the script because it was said three minutes and he just he went on forever. And it was the least information you wanted to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Talking about the East Coast Eagles and Nizzy's role in that. And Andrew Dillon was really good, you know, the AFL boss. Um, I think Phil Scott spoke as well. Tim nice. Gossage got up. I'm not making you feel bad, am nice I, mate, by no, telling mate, you about all this stuff I you am see. more than comfortable. You sure, yeah. There's a lot of great beers that you'd love there too, mm-hmm. by the way. You'd have been in your element. Happy to have Ab- a nice night at home with my family, Barra. Absolute who's who in terms of uh, footy players, you know, from you know Neil Randall and all the, all the greats were there, Billy Mitchell, all the way through to the 90s players, the premiership players, yep. current players, Nick Nat. You couldn't, couldn't miss him, you know, um, Yoey, and I had a good talk to Darren Glass. Michael Brennan was a good friend of mine. He was there. We all had stories. We're all sharing stories about Nizwa. There was one funny story I'll tell you about the Godfather, who mm-hmm. remains unnamed at this mm-hmm. stage. When Ken Judge was coaching, Hotelier. No, he's the, he's uh, he's Michael Coriolano. He'd be yeah. Al Pacino. Yep. He's like the second, mm-hmm. the second coming of uh, of that. The mm-hmm. first one probably. Well, well, you can work it out. But I remember that guy. Uh, when Judgey was coaching, he called him in and they had a meeting. And uh, so I think I think Murray was there and then this fella and then Judgey and then I think maybe Peter German was coaching there and Snuffy, you know, uh, as well. And all all the guys. And he said, listen, uh, Judgey, you've got a new chairman of selectors. You go, oh, yeah, who is it? It's Michael Brennan. Michael Brennan said Judgey. And Judgey goes, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds all right. I'll, I'll, how about I interview him and... Just, you know, talk it through and see if he's the right bloke. And the bloke goes, he is going to be your chairman of selectors, Ken. And he went, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That that was it. The other great story I have about Nizzy is when, when he first joined the club, there was a game late in 1989, okay, when we could have beaten Collingwood. We were up at halftime and we're charging. Here at home? At home and we were charging charging to the finals and if we won this game and I'm checked this with this if we won this game probably the coach gets re-signed yep and so you're talking John Todd yeah yep. and so at half time I think the boys had a bit of a look around and thought you know what nah <laughs> is that right <laughs> and this was this was in the room and we uh, he hasn't confirmed this of course but that was just a feeling I got in talking to a few of the players that, no, no, I think we need a change. And then, of course, Malthouse came in and the whole world well, changed. Did a great job won a flag to, and Mick did acknowledge John Todd, I think, a bit later on, saying what great foundations he'd laid as a coach. But I think there's no question Mick was the right man for the job at that time, wasn't he? Absolutely. As, as history would prove. And so they were saying, would this be right for you? The, the three biggest names in the club's history, uh, John Worsfold, Trevor Nisbet and... Mick Malthouse, would that be the three biggest, do you reckon? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was being sort of acknowledged uh, widely as well. Anyone else that... Uh... Oh, look, you could go for players after that. I think Ben Cousins' influence clearly is big at that club. Uh, someone like a Chris Jard, 
Um, but I think for administrators, coaches, um, and, and John cutting across every level, I think there's no question those three. Mm. I mean, it's the John Worsfold medal. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't think too many people would dispute that those as being the three most significant. Now, Barra, um, before one more we reference, yeah. One more reference from the Godfather movie. Yeah. Because Glenn Bartlett was there too. Yep. Former chairman of Melbourne. Melbourne. Now, and former Eagles player. And now looking like, you know, very, very vindicated in his stance and all the rest of it. He would be Sonny Corey Long, I reckon. James Kahn. Okay, that's he, a good he call. Got, he got sort of shot. <laughs> he, he was going to be the man. He was going to be on the board of the club and then he went to Melbourne, became Melbourne's chairman. And then they uh, got hold of him after he wanted to blow the whistle, basically, mm. or bring and in some hair, hair end testing. At the tenure, they managed to jag a flag, uh, breaking mm. a long drought. So he must have done a few things right. Eight years he was to there. set things in yeah. motion. Now, a bit of sadness over the summer, Barra, and I'll just lead into this one. Uh, we have some great friends over in Kentucky, Greg and Katie Keeley. They're, they're fine, by the way. Uh, but they own a farm in Kentucky, Kentucky Farm. They're big Frio supporters. They name their their farm animals after Frio players. I must actually contact them because they did have Schultze the dog. And Schultze, of course, Lockie Schultz is now at Collingwood. So I'm sure Schultze's still running around there. They had a couple of uh, uh, barn cats, uh, Duff and Quarters, um, from the old podcast. And Quarters, unfortunately, and you can't make this up, was taken by a hawk. That's, tr- that's yeah. a fact. <laughs> but last year did we Duff had... Duff get moved on? Is that uh, what <laughs> No, Duff's still fossicking around in the in the in the barn. He's yeah. going well, Duff. Yeah. Did you see him yesterday when you I, were I'll at I'll catch at, up with Duff as, at Lath Lane? as often as I can. Who are you yeah, catching up at Lath Lane, by the way? You're having some oh, secret just, meeting. Oh no, no secret meetings. You were, mate. Coffee with you were just people. wandering around Lath Lane having coffee. <laughs> yes, Who with? That's what was I it. Do. Don Pike was it? No. No, you, no, no. you blowing up about not being at Nizzy's thing? Is that what's happening? You're not making a, a complaint. There's no blow up from me about Nizzy's. <laughs> oh, Nizzy I reckon you're in there going, What a disgrace. No, mate, no. You should have been there. Seriously, you should have. Nah, not As enough room for me. I'm doyen of writing, more than comfortable, mate. Hey, uh, but look, seriously, on a on a sad What's note, happened? and I and I, it What's is. Happened? So I'm gonna have to break this to you gently, Barra. But last year um, they adopted a couple of new animals. They mm-hmm. were pygmy nanny goats. Oh, I love them. They're yeah. funny, aren't they? They yeah. fall over pretending to die and all, all that, that sort of stuff. I've seen yeah, them. Yeah, very um, on social media. Lovely creatures. I love those guys. So quarters and Barra. The pygmy <laughs> nanny goats, and I'm happy to report Quarters is still um, frolicking. Yeah. Whatever they do. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Barra, I've got a nah, heavy it's a, heart nah, to inform it's you. No, it's a fake thing. It must nah, have been a fake death. He was just faking it. Barra You've seen how they do it when they get taken, attacked. He wandered out of the enclosure and was attacked by a pack of coyotes. Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 and don't use well, that bloody Well, you sound needed effect. a roadrunner there to protect... Oh. The nanny goats. <laughs> Mate, it's a coyote coming after him. Well, I just think it's, look, I'm just with a so heavy Barra, heart. So the nanny goat's gone, he's gone-ski. He's gone, mate. Oh, that's horrible. I'll have mate. to reach out to Greg and Katie to find out um, it's terrible. what's happening Why didn't he do the stiff leg thing and pretend he was dead like they do? <laughs> I don't think have coyote... You seen, have you seen that on social media when I they have. do that? I... <laughs> when they come through the back door, have you seen that? I don't think... And they all fight, lie down and faint. Yeah, it's the best think, thing ever. I don't think coyotes care, Barra. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's good. It's already ready. Anyway, <laughs> condolences, my friend. But right. on to some serious notes here. Well, that is serious. Of, of course, but the topic, as it has been the last few years, and certainly over summer and in recent weeks, has been concussion. Uh, we've seen the yes. premature retirement of um, Angus Brayshaw, mm-hmm. premiership player at Melbourne, five years left on his contract, 700-something K a year. 
forced, a medically enforced retirement, mm. which I, by the way, uh, well done to that young man. Uh, very courageous decision, very smart decision. It shows where we're heading. It's more, Health is more important than footy. But the AFL, I believe, has missed a golden opportunity. The AIS, the Australian Institute of Sport, came out with their new guidelines recommending a 21-day break after concussions. And you know I've been banging on about this for years. The AFL had a golden opportunity to step in line with this and move to 21 days. They have retained their 12-day, 11-step concussion protocols. Now, their argument, one of the arguments is that players... 21 days and beyond, players will just won't report because they're going to be out for too long. But uh, I think that's a bit of a cop-out. I think there's no question they will move to 21 days. And we've seen the West Australian Football Commission adopt a 21-day below the waffle level. So 14 days and seven. So that's 21 days after your Mm. concussion symptoms disappear. So I think it's a great thing. And I think... The Victorian Football uh, Amateur Footy Association is looking at 28 days. I reckon we'll ultimately end up at 28 days. So what's your take on um, Angus Brayshaw and what's your take on where it's headed? Well, it's just it's just the biggest issue in footy. And with that court case of almost 100 past players, yep. it's now up to almost 100 past and players. And they've combined into one um, challenge now. They of were course. splintered, but they're mm. one challenge now. So, And you just wonder what's going to happen with that. I noticed the AFL's pushed back a bit and said that, you know, some in some ways the players that were complicit as a player, yeah, probably you're right. You know, I went out there and I did run into blokes and I tried to hurt guys and I put my head where it shouldn't have gone. And then when I got knocked out, I pretended I wasn't knocked out so I could wouldn't get dropped, so I wouldn't lose my spot in the team. So all that stuff was happening. But I'm not sure that's a, gr- a great excuse. Angus Brayshaw, I'm, I'm sort of a bit close to this because one of our players at Perth, Charlie Constable, he lives with Andy Brayshaw. So our new star, Charlie Constable, he lives with Andy Brayshaw. Fanta- they call him the fifth Brayshaw, Charlie Constable. Fantastic guy. They're best friends from Haley, uh, what's that school over there? Halebury. Halebury. Yeah, really yeah. good footy school. Yeah, so he was right across when the news came that Angus had decided, because it sort of happened late. It was all sweet, sweetie, sweet. We're gonna, and then had the, the, medical la- reports the last scan yeah. sort of went, well, hang on, let's have a look at this. Angus Brayshaw is getting married to Danny Frawley's daughter. Yep. So it's, you know, imagine foremost in his mind as to the circumstances and in her mind and in that, that family. So uh, just such a great family, the Brayshaws. So Andy was given the uh, the okay not to go to the um, Dockers season launch because he, what his brother just announced mm. he retired. I believe on this trip to Adelaide, I think he's either going before he's either gone before to see his brother or after the game he's going to see Angus to spend some time with him. Uh, just just such a massive issue. Braden Maynard is the interesting one. I reckon we need to reach out to Braden Maynard. How would he be feeling? Do you think? I'll tell you what he'd be feeling. Um, he would be feeling some remorse for the incident. You know my stance on it. I think he should have been rubbed out and should not have played. He shouldn't have a premiership medal around his neck. And, you know, this is going to sound harsh, but obviously um, Angus had some other concussions. But that incident ended his career. It's going to sound harsh, but that's a fact. Mm. So, yes, he will be feeling the pain of I have that. a feeling that Maynard's the sort of guy that would feel really bad about this. Like, I, 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 if I was Collingwood, I'd be making sure that... He's all sweet and he's okay with it all. And well, no doubt that that will be happening. They'll wrap their arms around and him. And I wonder if Angus has maybe rung him up and said, listen, mate, 
you know, don't take this personally. It's not about you. This is, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to pan out. But So the AFL rules have been tweaked since then, obviously. Mm. He performs that act now. Well, He's not playing in the grand well, final. The, well, you know what? The bloke who gets four weeks... This week, so he, he's not getting four let's weeks talk about that. unless that had happened. So let's talk. He's about got that. two for Braden Maynard, hasn't he? Really? Well, he would have got three. Sorry, two extra. Sam I mean. Powell Pepper. We're talking about the Port Adelaide inside mid. So he would have got three last year, probably. But, Do you reckon? Yep. But we. I now reckon know. he might have got off. You know why? Because you, you watch the vision. Willie Rioli. He throws the bloke almost into. Mm. Like Chose was, to bump, high contact, hits the He just the protected head. himself because he, he comes running in and then Willie throws the bloke at those him. Those days are over. If those you, days are over. Yeah. If you get caught in the wrong situation, I don't even know if he tried to take him out or not. I reckon it was a two-week suspension and he got two for what's happening in the world at the moment. Yeah, I'm happy, I'm ha- I think it was a three at least and I am comfortable with four, but I would have been okay with three. Just on so that... So there's no accidents anymore is what you're saying. If you choose to bump and you hit the head, you're in trouble. No accidents. And you should right be. Eh? This is where we're going, Barra. So we know now, last year you can dismiss. So they won't be using precedents from last year. We'll be going on this year, and there is a community aspect to it now. They're concerned about community attitudes, and they... they uh, Community refer- attitude, mate. They're concerned about the court case. Yep. Yes, that's that's what they're concerned. Are you, are. are you kidding me? No, of course, mate. A hundred players are suing him. You know how much that's. They need a billion dollar fund to cover it, like the NFL did. They had to get a billion dollars together to make sure that they could pay off all these players. I understand that, but the if you want to call it some icing on the cake, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the extra week is they've referenced it at the tribunal, and it is that. Uh, we are aware community of community awareness yeah. and expectations. And the court case where 100 blokes are suing fine. us I'm not for what's happened. <laughs> so I think Did you can find, you yeah, can find if you do that this year, you'll be copping a four-week ban. So just acknowledge it, players, because – and also we've seen some um, some rules move to, uh, you know, sling tackles, of course. The chase-down tackle is a really significant one too, where if you chase a player down and there's head contact with the ground. But where are we going with this? I mean, I'm all in favour of it, but they're saying now – you can't have. You can only have one night contact at training during the week. Yeah, you know. Well, they got that will happen. Concertina that. So they obviously haven't told rugby union about this because have you seen rugby union blokes train? You've seen yep. the Wallabies train. They that, train like a game. They smash, 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 it smash. It will all change. Rugby league, bang, 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 bang. Boxing, bang, 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 bang. Why is the AFL one out? Do you think? It's not one out. They'll all change. But I think the AFL, as you just boxing ref- ain't changed. They punch him in the well, head. Boxing's mate. a different kettle of fish. <laughs> but they. I think now with the uh, yes the, the, it's the, the legal challenge cases. hanging over, yeah, exactly. of course. But I think you'll find that the AFLPA, the AFL will get together and there will be one contact session a, session a week. You know, back in the eighties, the great Hawthorne coach Alan Jeans used to wrestle his team. Yeah, but he used to, he did do that. <laughs> but he didn't like the uh, boxing gloves coming out. And people said, "Everyone else is boxing. Why aren't you blokes doing it?" And he said, "Well, because I don't want my best players knocked out before a big game." So yeah, we shouldn't, and you should only just do body blows in that sort of thing. So the other if thing, if the gloves come out, yeah, yeah. The other thing, um, you mentioned the one contact session a week, which will come in, uh, not this year probably, but next year. The other one was uh, Lee Matthews. So he, uh, in his column in our new um, product, our new newspaper product, yeah. the Nightly. Mate, I don't give bouquets out a lot or easily, but that they've done a good job there. Seriously, they have done a spectacular job. Who's running that? 
Is it Anthony DeSeglia? Anthony's overseeing that. And who's the other person? Uh, there's Sarah Jane Parker, is Sarah, it? Mate, Sarah Jane congratulations. Tasker. Tasker. Done a great job. Sorry, she's the actor. Yeah. Ben McClellan, Ben Robinson's down there. There's a big Mate, team down there of are, very good journalists. I'm not, I'm, not just, I'm not taking the pee They have done a great job. That <laughs> is really a really good product. And sport, having Matthews in there as well. Yeah, and so Lee Matthews' Rod- first column uh, was let's reduce the interchange or have no interchange so we can slow the game down. And he believes that'll have a big impact on impact. Uh, and he's got a good point. So I'm not sure what your thoughts are on the interchange, but there's, there's, there's a lot of much smarter people than myself, Barra, over the years have been advocating let's just get rid of interchange. So you're saying that they get more tired and there's less yeah. chance. Yeah. Fatigue. That makes sense. You well, know. you're running slower. Mate, I'd like the game to slow down. Yeah. It's, you know it's going up again? Have you yep. seen the way Carlton – did you watch Melbourne and Carlton last night? I did. Oh, my God. This is where West Coast are going to come unstuck and possibly Fremantle. They're not as quick – Fremantle's not as quick as you think they were. We'll just reference those two teams in a minute because what we'll do is next Tuesday we'll pull apart all the teams, but we will talk about West Coast and Fremantle in a minute. Just one last thing on the concussion. I noted that Melbourne are now in discussions with the AFL over the over the TPP, or as we know, the salary cap, over Brayshaw's contract uh-huh. and how much of it will fit into the salary cap in future years. So I would contend that if it's a medically enforced retirement, I think that should be removed from the salary cap altogether. And in extension to that, I think they should be getting access to another supplementary player, a like-for-like because if you've got a player that's forced out, you don't want... You Why want is it club- different from any other injury? Well, I mean, you, well, from this, a knee this or- is a classic case. He's got a five-year contract, Barrett. So that for them to have to cop that for five years, I think is unfair. They've done the right thing by Brayshaw. And I think you there should be latitude there for clubs to say, look, yep, we're not going to stand in your way. You could... You, you, the, to suggest the medic, uh, medics say you should retire, you can retire, but I think they should be able to recruit another player in and remove that salary cap. So to encourage the clubs to encourage players to retire if they think they've got problems. If you've got problems and you've had medical advice that you should retire, you should retire. I suppose the head is a bit of a special case, isn't it? It's funny how, you know, you know what's funny is that um, in cricket, what came first, boxes or helmets? Oh, boxes. Boxes came many, many, many mm. years before the helmet. Mm. So men, they go, no, nah, we're protecting that. Tell you what, back in the day, <laughs> Don't worry about to, the head. used to hate sharing those things when I forgot to bring mine. I'll what, the you. boxes? Oh, oh yeah, my God. Sharing them. Yeah, very unpalatable, that was. Now, look, let's get on to West Coast and Frio. Both have flown out today uh, or are flying out today for practice matches. Mm-hmm. West Coast have got Adelaide on Saturday. Fremantle have got Port Adelaide tomorrow. Let's start with West Coast, who... They have a new list manager in uh, Matt Clark, who was uh, at the coalface when Richmond uh, rolled yep. off their flags. Three of them. So he helped put that list together. He was at Melbourne too, which he was at Melbourne. <laughs> so I think he's a, it's a it's a good strong appointment. It's to be honest, Barra, I think it's a would have liked to have seen this appointment made a bit earlier, but they have had a bit of change at that club. Might be the most significant appointment at that club. In the next 10 years. Mm. And I don't say that lightly. Of course, I'm talking about where they're at with their list rebuild and they've still got a fair way to go. And I don't know about the most significant because Pikey's probably, yeah, and then the coach. That is if probably the coach fair. I but think Pikey's I'll tell you what, huge, yeah. he's the most important bloke at the club at the moment. Yeah. In, and, that, in that sense. And also next year, sense. you've got the 
really, I'm not even going to call it a possibility. It's going to happen. There will be a mid-season uh, trade next year, period. Yeah. So now there won't be a lot of players involved in the first couple of years, but I just think with that looming over the AFL, where they're at with their rebuild, it's just such a huge appointment. So all the very best to him. And uh, it's a big. he's got a big job on his hands. Yeah, and I think you're right. And he'll bring all that. IP from Richmond. Um, I know he was at Melbourne at, at some stage and uh, recruited some of the guys there as well. He he, he looks super and it's a, a step in the right direction. He's experienced too because what worries me about West Coast is a lot of inexperience now. And it's like the Hunger Games at the moment. People are trying to work out who's staying, who's going, what's going on, you know, where we're going with all this. Pikey's, Pike, I think Pikey described it as it's like putting his mouth over a fire hydrant trying to swallow as much as he can, all the stuff that's coming mm. at him, having meetings relentlessly every day, trying to work out who's doing a good job, who, who's not, what they need to tweak. Um, and this guy, that's, this is a good start, very good start by Pikey. So uh, two years left on his contract. I saw Kieran Jack at training too, by the way. So he's a new addition yeah. in their marketing department. Yeah, or corporate. Uh, strategy. What, Simo, what needs to happen for Adam Simpson to coach the last two years of his contract? So what? how many wins this year do they need for Adam Simpson to survive? So I'll tell you what I think. I, right, think, you six, go, you go first. I think six to eight, <laughs> provided... Jeez, they win eight, he'll, but he'll be... But there's a caveat on that. strain of the year. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say where I sit right now, I think that's... That's really impossible. optimistic. Impossible. I think it's uh, not impossible. Use the I word, impossible. No, it's very optimistic. V-O, very optimistic. <laughs> very, very, V-V-O. <laughs> but I'll put a caveat on, it, caveat on it. I think if we see fewer of those 100-plus losses and they come down to 50, 60-point losses, exactly. I think that fans will be okay with that. The margins I'll, have got to shorten. Absolutely. Got to get towards 100%. I was going to say, the small sample size so far, and it's only one game. I wasn't. I didn't walk away fueled with optimism. Well, they got fourteen injuries mm. and losing. Why losing Matt Flynn on the? Are they not? Are they unfit? Cusper, no, they they no, no. They, They're not all collision, they mate. But, and there was, as, as Pikey said, we have to be durable. We have to train them hard because otherwise we're going to get pumped. But, you know, uh, that's what happened in the past. They a lot of them are still the players. soft tissue injuries. Why has this been happening for three years? I don't know. I, I don't know if that's like who who we. But we got Matthew Innes as a new conditioning head now, yeah. right? So he's just arrived. Flynn was a freakish accident. Who gets injured at captain's run? But anyway, he jumped into the bag or something and tweaked it and mm. needed surgery. He's out for three months. He's ma- it's a massive loss for them, Flynn. You know what's interesting? So Bailey Williams now he's thinking, oh, how good this? I get to play second banana, yeah. play forward, blah blah. Now you're back in there, right? You're yeah. taking on big swaggy and, and it's Luke like, Jackson, bush bush, and then my man for their midfield too, mate. Yeah, Given well, he's been, they've been training under him and and under Flynn. Williams, yeah. yeah, yeah. But and now my man Cohen Livingston, mm-hmm. Cohen Livingston, who's like a baby. He's a big boy. He's eighteen, but he's a big boy. He's from uh, he's from York. Yes, he's Chance Bateman's nephew. He's got all the makings. He's got shades of. I'll get, I'm going to get emails about this, but shades of. I'm not even going to say. It. Shall I say it? Shades, shades, just signs yeah. that things, some things he can do. Shades a little bit like. Get to. But it. I'm not saying he's like this bloke. But he's a yes, little. He can do some things. Poly farmer. That the great. That the great. No. That the great Michael did. And now, oh, now I'm not Michael. saying he's the great Michael. <laughs> See, I like. I think Luke Jackson to me looks like uh, a lot of the Steve Michael. There's a lot in here. Yeah, and Cohen has that athletic ability that. Because he was only the great man, Stephen Mike was only six foot three, yeah. and what he could do, yeah. frightening. And but Cohen, he has got the makings, and I think they like him. They had him as second ruck once 
in that derby. So in that scratch derby, so he kicked a goal and they all got around him. And look, you know, the one thing I'll say about Cohen is he's a big boy, you know, for a developing ruckman. You expect yeah. them to be a bit pencil thin. But he's got a bit of size Harry to him. Harry Barnett, they, I think I think he's, I don't think they like him in the ruck. So I don't know if Harry's, and they got him as the ruckman, didn't they? But I don't think he's going to play. Yeah. Jameson may have to play there. Yeah. Or Jamison, He'd been Jameson. playing in defence. We had to last yeah. week. He had to play on yeah. Jai Amos. Go down on Jai Amos. You what? <laughs> Jai, so, what a player, Jai so Amos. So I think the Grinch, the thing, the things I'm going to look forward to seeing in West Coast this year, because I think it's going to be a long, long year, Barra. But uh, I think Ruben Jinby, no, you know, he's obviously spent some serious time in the gym. He's a big boy. Mm. So Ruben's development in his second year. I think another year with Oscar Allen down there, fantastic year from Oscar last year um, under really difficult circumstances. And, you know, congratulations to him and Liam Duggan for assuming the co-captain's duties as well. I think both of them are fine young men and, and with great leadership qualities. Uh, Marich, I thought, at the weekend showed them a bit. Um, Waterman was, um, you know, business-like, really hard-running, like he does, works mm-hmm. hard. He and uh, Marich, I think Marich now, um, looking forward to seeing what he can contribute, showed us a little bit at the weekend. And, of course, Harley. So I'll just say a bit Jeez, about mate, Harley Reid. Si- name six blokes before you got the Harley. Well, I Don't think... you work at the West? <laughs> yes. Well, let's be. Uh, look, he's, there's this excitement around him. By the way, Barra. <laughs> what a bad, what by the way, bad. don't bag us. Eagles gave him number nine. <laughs> what about? You wanna, don't want any attention about, around the bloke. Don't give him number nine. But what about the Eagles? Seriously. Oscar Allen, Captain's Day. Day he was drafted, there were 20 plus <laughs> references on their home page, by the way. So Yeah, but mate, what about Oscar Allen? Try, try, like someone must have said to the. I, I love. Are you Oz. talking about the Prince of Perth? <laughs> he must have. Someone must have said, mate. Just please, at Captain's Day this year, all the captains, don't boom up Harley. Like just play it down a bit, because you know, we, we, he's had enough publicity. He's given him the. He's taken <laughs> over from Ben Cousins as the Prince of Perth. He's had. 31 out of 35 back pages in a row or something. Is it? Yeah. Was that stat oh, right? I don't know what the stat. And is. then he said. And then he said, Sheezel and Dacos. It'll be like that. <laughs> a bit of pressure. I, know it. I think it'd be very different. <laughs> by the way, very different player to Sheasel and Dacos. So but I just why is that, mate? Because he don't bloody get down on him now, mate. You've been talking to Summer. I'm not getting down. You've been I mean, talking to Summer, have you? Has Summer got in your Summer's ear? A great man. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've been using my own eyes and my own ears. What happened to Summer? Mate, Harley's playing. <laughs> so Harley is a player who there will be times this year where he will do something and you're, the hair will stand up in the back of your neck. He's going to be a great player for the Eagles. Absolutely. But not as good as she's no, I'm just saying he's, not, he's not going to be the bloke you handball to 20 times and he's going to go and breathe his magic round there. That's... Dacos off a half-back flank. Sheasel off a half-back flank early in their careers. They, they got the ball to them and they were sort of... It's not like they had anyone running with them. Harley's going to attract a lot of attention. He is more of an extractor than he is a received player. Mm. And I think he's get, that's going to be one of his great strengths in his career. I think with Harley, we've got to be patient. We're going to see some stuff that you'll want to see four quarters every week. It's just not possible. So I just think we've got to be patient with him. I'm excited about what he can do. Do you reckon he's carrying a bit as well, Summer? 
Well, he's not an AFL body yet because he's been in the system for four months. <laughs> you have been talking to him. I have not. You've played down Ali. You've mentioned him sixth. I reckon I've played, <laughs> talked him up. <laughs> if, you, if you listen, Barra, you, ha- you haven't paint, you've had your ears painted on no, again no, over no. the summer. Mate, if you listen to what I said. Themselves. Jack Williams is the other bloke that could, yep. could ruck, but... Um, uh, Yo's the other one. The most important player is probably Yo. If, if he can stand up, though, Fife was best on ground the first half. It was of the good to see Yo bursting out of stoppage at the week. I haven't seen that for some time. So that was really would have been good, good if he stopped Yo either. If he stopped Fife, that would have been handy too. He's going to be. I tell you, he's going to be busy. Is Jaden Hunt at half back? Yeah, the ball's going to be in there oh. a lot. Well, but it's gonna. But that backline because Gov goes back in. Gov looks a bit fragile, you know. I'm a bit worried about well, Gov. And you know, Barras drawing after two quarters of an intra club. I I'm, know. And you see Barras come out and talk to Ryan Daniels about his back and how he fractured his mm. back and he's one bad fall away from retiring mm. and he's only playing because he's got a mortgage. Mm. Sort of mortgage would concerns. He have? I don't know. He's on about eight hundred. Yeah. I know it. He's, he bought that joint at Pittman Grove. Did That's he? what it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, well, maybe he shouldn't have bought the joint at Pittman Grove. That's <laughs> oh. him saying he's nice got a mortgage like us. Have you got a mortgage? Oh, of course I have. A he's mortgage. got a mortgage like us. He's just like us. I'm just a battler, Barra. I'm just. I'm in the. I'm not in the. <laughs> I nearly fell over when he said it. He must have been got taking a leafy a piss. riverside property. I'm just a battler in the northern suburbs, mate. Bra- you know me, Tommy. If you're listening, you're taking the piss about the mortgage, mate. <laughs> he was. He just winding us up. Daniels, what about the best one though? The because Ryan's been doing these great interviews. Mm-hmm. Like he's done, he's done. I think he's done eight or something of all the guns. You know, Fife was on last night saying that we'll talk about this in a minute. J Lo should be mm. reappointed. Okay, so we can talk about that. But the best, one, <laughs> the best one, and we're talking about it at Nizzy's uh, soiree, which is magnificent. Uh, did you go to that? No, you just no, didn't go. No. The um, the <laughs> Elijah Hewitt gets on there. This is no bull. This is no bull, right? And we buried it a bit because we didn't want to. You know, because it would have become a massive story. Why'd you bury it? Because, mate, when you hear what he said, and he he gets on there and he he was talking about where the club's going and we're on on the rise, it's going to be fantastic. And he's a great kid, Elijah, probably the most confident kid I've ever seen. Okay, Like, I've knocked around because... The Eagles in the 90s. Yeah, like... And all of the, but he is right up there. Right, right. right oh, I can there. play, but back oh, it up mate, too. Oh yeah, he's. I'm not. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying, very confident and well done to his parents to get him into that state of mind. But he said, then Ryan says to him about, and he goes, I can't. I'm so excited about the future. We're on our way. You know, this. It's. It's like, you know. So me and Ruben and um, and I might have been Ryan who asked him. So you got him, Ruben and Harley Reid, the three of them, right? And he goes, Yeah, it's like. Judd, Cousins and Kerr. <laughs> well, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say. Not exactly like what I was doing with Stephen Michael. He didn't do the old, yeah. well, you know, I'm not saying that we're like them, but you know what Ryan should have said? He, Ryan should have said, which one are you? They would have thrown him. You know, you know, you know. back in the day, you used Josh, to... Josh, which one would you go with? You know, back in the day, you used to wriggle, wriggle, wriggle the hips and slide out of a tackle. Well, you've Judd done him. that here. You've, you... You haven't told me what you think it'll take for Simo to survive. You never answered that question. Yeah, I think minimum six wins. Okay. Uh, but they're going to struggle to get there. Who are they going to beat? You tell oh. me now, G they, Quartermain. Well, they might. Which teams are they going to beat? Well, Name might, them. Okay, well, they might jag a, a North Melbourne or a Hawthorne if Hawthorne's decimated in the back line. If they get on top in the midfield, you can get Hawthorne. Uh, maybe Richmond's a bit vulnerable at the moment. Vulnerable. Um, beyond that, mate, I've got to tell you. 
I'm struggling to see them. Uh, it's going to be a really, really hard year for the Because the Suns won't slide, will they? They should improve. The Suns, you would think, are pushing, knocking on the door of the eight, if not getting in. Could Geelong be on the slide? Yes. I've looked at their ins and outs, actually. We'll get into that on Tuesday, but I'm just not as confident as a lot of people are that don't write Geelong off. I'm prepared to do so. Mm. I don't think that might be you're out of the eight, eh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and you're right. Look, if you get if you're up and about and they're a bit banged up and they're travelling, you might get a Geelong. Um, but it's just unlikely. I think there's still a bit of experience. I just find it hard to see who they're going to beat. Yeah, it's, I think it's just going to. They'll be jag a couple at home. They've got twelve. History tells us they you'll jag a couple. Twelve games at home. Yeah, you win. A, you win a few in at fact, home. Win that, five at home. That's your key. And maybe one away or hard, two away. Hard work on the road, mate. Hard work on the road. We saw them win it again. Against the dogs late last year, which probably saved Simo. Mm. Um, no, probably did save Simo. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the mar- It'll be the margins, won't it? Yep. If they don't get spanked, there's no hundred pointers. You still have to win some games, though, Barrow. You have to win some games. And the feeling that whether Simo is connecting with those young blokes, if he can do that, bridge that gap, which is tough to do. Now down the road, Barrow, the purple. The team that plays in purple mm-hmm. and predominantly white at times. I like what I've seen so far. It's the sample size against Frio, what, you know, against West Coast. I want to see a bit more. So we'll get a bit more of an idea against Port. But I like the very small size I've seen on the mid-forward connection, which is something they've been working on. They've been working on um, delivery inside 50, which was clearly... Um, not great last year. They've been looking at turnovers in their back half, trying to restrict those and where they turn the ball over. And obviously they've been looking at their inside game. So with Nat Fife back in the mix, and I, I, I tell you what, we're talking to Shorty um, and we we're reeling off of, you know, when you talk about the Brownlow, 61 bucks for five. If he stays fit, we know the umpires like him when he's in amongst the in amongst it. Mm-hmm. Just from what I saw, a third brand. I reckon lane. it's worth a little sneaky one. Emma, he'll have to change his name by deed poll to three-time Brownlow medalist like Nat Bob Skilton did. <laughs> Triple <laughs> Brownlow medalist Bob. Triple Skilton. Brownlow medalist. Nah. Oh, he won't play enough. That's yeah. the only thing. Well, you would think he gets managed, particularly for a few road trips, because you're going to have to. Because of his recent history, uh, but I like what I see. He looks, you know what? He doesn't. He looks fit, but he looks comfortable. Mm. I reckon when oh, he mate, gets he the looks footy, super. Yeah. yeah, he looks super. It's a long season though. I said to him they should do what that what Geelong did with Joel Selwood. Apparently, with Joel Selwood, and they were going to do it with Dangerfield, but he got injured. They said, "Listen, Joel, we love you. You're brilliant. I know you just have to start in the middle because that's where you start and that gets you going. But guess what? You're starting on the bench." Okay, because we're preserving you, all right? And we're going to rest you and we're going to rotate you and all that. And he hated it. First four weeks, apparently, just absolutely was blowing up every day, getting mm. in there and the coach, no, I don't want to do this. And then after a month, he went to him and he said, boys, you're right. This is brilliant for me. And then they went on to win that big flag. Mm. That's when they managed him. And that's what they got to do with Fife. It's the temptation because Longmuir's out of contract is to just – Push Fife as hard as he can, and just and it, where you could break him down, but really they should try to preserve him. The, and you know what? That's a that's why maybe, and I think Ryan Daniels might write about this, and I know that um, last night Fife himself said it. Maybe that's why they should sign Justin Longmuir now. Maybe get Longmuir's contract out of the way. There's no pressure on the coach to do some silly coaching stuff because he's trying to survive. Just build. 
towards that 2025 premiership because that's in that that's in their model, their their strategic plan isn't it 2025 win the flag and win a women's flag i reckon they've Build gone a little that. bit quiet on that one well, it's in the plan. It can't, what do they rub it out or something? Well, you can't <laughs> rub it right out. Right there. But what you can say is, you know, in hindsight, we're, we're going to always set ourselves lofty goals because that's who we are. But they can you're do not, it. You're not going to tick every one of them off. But Tw- they could. Of twenty twenty five. They're in. That's their hit zone. That's where they'll. That's the, That's where they you should. You don't peak. think their hit zone Sarong, is now? Brayshaw, Amos. Amos is like twelve years old. Imagine yeah. him in twenty twenty five. Amos is an absolute star. Mm. The only thing that worries him out is they're still their forward line. I was yeah, talking to no, Duff about Schultz. Yeah, and Schultz has been brilliant. So thirty three goals, seventeen goal assists, and a lot of defensive work. So a lot of tackling pressure and perceived tackling pressure because you get the footy and Lockie Schultz yeah. is around you. You're worried. Hey, Freddie, Freddie, you need to watch the highlights of blokes like Lockie Schultz and Switter tries, he breaks down a bit. Um, Switter's still the player. When he's got the footy in his hands in that forward 50, I just think they're going to score. I really like him for that. But he's not a he's not your real chase-down no. tackling and player. Michael, Michael Walters getting old, plays off Joe, the bench. I'll tell you what, he's had a good pre-season, though. Oh, he's no, he's brilliant. Fit. But you know but what I mean? You know, he's not going to be like Lockie Schultz. like is for Schultz is Tom Emmett. So at the weekend, he was really impressive. He was really impressive, not just around goals, but that – Defensive run and also bringing his teammates into it. So I'd be very surprised surprised if he's not in the twenty-two for round one. I like Tom Emmett. Yeah. Um, there, there, there is Jordan a, Clark is is in for a big season. I yeah. think Jordan Clark's important. Bit of a general pace. back there. Very yeah, he's, very noisy. He's running the show back there. But their forward line. So Amos, absolute star. Jackson like Carey-esque. Looks, I'll say Carey esque. Yeah. I mean that's huge. But. Or, so you just, no, no, actually, I'll go I'll back no it off. No pressure now. No, I'll back it off to the, the Eagles midfield to Judd, Judd Cousins and Kerr. No, I'll jump the gun there because he doesn't play like that. He plays. Cohen like, Livingston, you've said, is the next um, no. Stephen Michael. <laughs> I didn't say that. And now, Joey Amos is the next Wayne Carey. The bloke. No pressure. The bloke at Geelong. What's Jeremy his, Cameron. He bar- so Amos has told us. I don't know if he's told us publicly or he's oh. told you or well, not. You've just divulged some. But he's, he bases his game. On Jeremy Cameron, well, Jeremy Cameron, same left footer. Pretty footers, good player to base your game on. Yeah, exactly. And he plays like him, and he's good, so he's just still developing. Good below his and knees, to ju- good below his feet, like someone once said. <laughs> So, yeah, you're a bit hard. Um, Justin Longmuir said during the, you know, he's working on his game. And I think what he's working on is that when you haven't got the footy and you don't just, it's not about just all about kicking goals, it's the other stuff as well. So he'll work on his running Mate, patterns and no, his ability. No to, problem with him. He's yeah. in the star. He kicked 40 yep. goals last year. Tracy's the question mark. Oh, I love Tracy. Does, I love him too, but is he going to be able to deliver? Jackson goes when, down. When you say deliver, see, I reckon Tracy's game is like. The good old-fashioned centre-half forward. Barry Hall, something like that. Well, a bloke who – and the times have changed, right? And he's not like Barry Hall. He's not nasty like Barry Hall could be. But he's, he's got to clear it but out. But you know yeah. what he needs to do is do kick you know, kick his one, maybe two, um, dish out a few others, but more importantly, get to some contests and create some carnage. Mm. So just but use in that big, derby, did you watch the derby? Yeah. I, I don't think he – I, I don't think he did the job. I do. Well, I, th- I thought mate, he was I'll in play the Eagles, six. and if the Eagles kick straight, they're equal at half time. Yeah, but then and they're blown away after that. But I don't know. I reckon mate, he was first half. And if if McGovern plays, you know he's got Barass and McGovern. Mm. You know, I just, had I had Cyclone Jackson was Tracy the man. in ja- my back in my best six. Jackson was the man. Oh, Luke looked Jackson good. was the man. He looked good, didn't he? And he goes fifty percent forward, thirty percent ruck, twenty yeah. percent midfield. 
He's the man. Yeah. He is the man. So the, he is the bloke that's going to do the job for him. He could be anything, that guy. Oh, we know that. Absolutely yeah. anything. So, you know, they're so rotating. So when he's forward, you're sweet with him and Amos. But oh, I don't know yeah. about Tracy. Tabernar, I think he's playing Peel for round one. I'm sorry to say that. Thank God Perth aren't playing Peel in the early rounds because, mate, they're going to be unbelievable because they've got Will Brody and you know, Erasmus and Johnson and who's going to who's going to be, get squeezed out. They've got bugger all injuries. They've got Chapman and Cox, really, and that's about it, isn't it? And Cox yeah. will be right. And Cox, well... I'm not sure for round one, so Oscar McDonald can fill that temporarily. I think he's good. Well, they took they put Chapman back there to cover for Cox, yeah. and he did his hammy. He was going to play wing. You know, Chapman was yeah. he was earmarked to be the yeah. winger. So what are they doing there now? They and they rotated Brayshaw and O'Meara and a few others through that position last week. I'll, I'll, look, that's fine. Um, and, and you know, we we're talking about the inside with, with Fife. Obviously, Hayden Young's shift to the midfield is going to help there. Will Brody. But does he have to go back now? An option that's the only thing. No. They've got so many no, blokes in there. Do not send him back. No, pace, pace, mate. Well, Brandon, the game has yeah, gone to a new... Do you watch Brandon, Carlton Melbourne? Brandon Walker is coming back from that yeah, injury. Give you that. So but Aish is back there now Aish is doing a well. good job. Was back there late last year, Aish. I am not moving Hayden Young from the midfield, and they're not going to. They love that. The point, I love it too. I'm just saying that Fife's going to play in there. Someone gets squeezed out. Yeah, but you'll, they'll rotate. He's not going to be there. What, Brayshaw? You want Brayshaw out of there? No, I didn't say you that. You know what I mean? What's the wrong? Name your four blokes. No, you name the so, three but blokes But you're rotating Fife through there. You're rotating him through. You've got O'Meara as well, remember. Um, but I, I wouldn't – you know what's a good – Young staying in the midfield for mine, right? Because he can, he can negate – He's got that beautiful. I'm just left saying foot. pace in the back half. And he's apart a, from Jordan and Walker. You got Walker and Jordan. Oh but. yeah, Walker's quick. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't discount. I still reckon Jackson on a wing. I really Big do. Big Jackson, absolutely impossible to match up. Mm, like Jackson when on Matthew a wing. Richardson went to the wing that year. Yep, nearly won a brown. Did you see his pick up in that scratch derby, Jackson, off the, the half volley? Oh, the sky ball half volley, just bang! He has got some skills. He he's got some tricks. And he's, he is a super player. So just, what does J-Lo need? What does J-Lo need to survive? He's got to make finals, I think. Well, I'm going to say... I'm, I'm urging now, on this, on this podcast, I'm urging them to sign Longmuir now. Sign him. Don't worry about this whole... Well, when are you going to wait? Are you going to wait till July? Are you going to wait till June? The pressure's going to be ratcheted up. I have no up. problem with them and waiting and he's going to for be a little think, while. He's going to think, oh, mate, I've got to keep playing five. I've got to keep playing five. I've got to get my, keep my job. That's how it coaches. How That's how mm. they operate. And they won't perhaps put in the kids that they need to put in for development. It's all about wins and losses because he's trying to preserve himself. So you're, I, you're I re-signing they, him now? He's done enough? I reckon... I reckon he's done enough, I, and I reckon he's a special bloke. He maybe maybe can build something else around him. I don't know, but I don't think he's the guy to get axed. Because imagine if you, the Dockers lose their coach and the Eagles lose their coach. Like who's available? Who do you put in? Does Dean Cox go to West Coast? Well, he's comfortably ensconced at Sydney and viewed as a long-term successor to John Longmire. But I reckon... Who's the next Let's scorer? be honest, I don't think Adam Simpson's going to be a long-term coach there. I'd be having every possible crack at Dean Cox. And I think you'll find now Don Pike's now in the chair at West Knows Coast, who just him. spent a bit of time at Sydney. Kieran so Jackson. I'm calling that now, right? Um, Cox is the contender. I think so. But it, uh, does he want to stay in Sydney? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what you've When's got. When's Longmuir going to make it as Longmire. Longmire's going out. Well, no, he's not going anywhere, but I think eventually he will. He's been there a long time. It's a bit like Ken Hinckley at Port. So, you know, that's a curability agreement too with Carr. So... So Josh Carr comes back to Freo? No, no, maybe? Josh, Josh <laughs> does not come back to Freo. Josh is the next coach of Port Adelaide. 
Really? No yep. chance for Frio? No. No. What about, okay. So, so, so I hope, okay, I'll tell you what. If, if Fremantle decides to move on Longmuir because yep. he hasn't played finals, then Chris Scott, I reckon. Chris Scott. That's my man. He's been there. He knows the joint. He's got the runs on the board. I reckon Chris Scott, he takes him to the been next at level. in the past. Uh, don't rule out a crack at Luke Beveridge. I know there was a lot of pushback on that one, but just don't rule that out, right? Yeah. The other one, I'm just going to throw a name out there long term, and I feel it's probably a bit mischievous because let me just preface this by saying I hope Justin Longmuir is re-signed. I don't think they should re-sign him yet. I think they should wait till mid-season. That's my opinion. But I hope that they have a great year and he's the coach going forward. Um, he deserves the chance, right? But if it was to happen, I'll just throw a name out there. Michael Barlow has massive reputation over East. Got Werribee into a grand final in the VFA, on the VFL. Only lost because I think the team they played was at Gold Coast. They had about 20 listed players, AFL listed players. I think he's now at Collingwood doing some work. Mm. Um, so just down the track as an assistant yeah, or an understudy or something down the track. So left a field. Work. What about the Adelaide coach? Oh, Matt, well, they're talking about him re-signing. Oh, they, they played finals last year. They should have been in and Sydney out. They got robbed. Mm. They got robbed in that game with that goal. So if they haven't re-signed him, maybe he, he oh, might look I reckon, around. I reckon he will be re-signed soon. That's the mail coming out of Adelaide. Mm. So, But, yeah, look, I... I I just, it's interesting, Barra. You think they should re sign him now? I think they should wait. But um, I hope that he gets the job done and I hope they play finals this year. I reckon with JLo, I reckon he can survive even if they don't play finals, but they've got to be close and they've got to be trending up. They've got to be so close. So you get a go. I reckon that's enough. So when do you sign him then? Well, late in the year, if the if the late if in the, the year, if the metrics are all being let him come out of contract. Well, mid season to all late the in the year. All the speculation, the West What's starts the writing right stories. Now? Well, that's going to happen. Channel Seven's on board. It's going to happen? No, it's not. If you sign him, yeah. If, if you sign like him, you're right. Now, I reckon that make that statement, get in behind him, go right. We're on a mission, boys. We're going to win a flag by 2025. In my opinion, that's they're going to continue. So your rationale is to re-sign him just to avoid all the speculation. And just if, if I think they've got to be bigger than if that. If you're convinced that he they must know if he's the right man now, don't they? Without the you results. You would think so, yeah. But yeah. So I'm saying what's the rush? I just reckon it could derail the whole attempt. Okay, so look, well, let's just move on a little bit. Um, just one other club I want to mention is Melbourne. Okay? Now, you're going to laugh me out of this this. Um, no, I'm not. not after, I, I watched the game last night. I, I think, you're on the, I think you might Melbourne be onto something. And they are my tip. Now, tomorrow in the West... We've got our um, glossy magazine, all the preseason. Who's on the front of that, mate? All the captains. Who's at the front of all the captains? Well, I'm telling you that. Who's at the front of oh, all the captains? Who is at the front of all the captains? It's not. They're not the captains. They're all. There's three eagles and three dockers. Who's right at oh, the front? Okay, Harley. <laughs> is it right, Elijah? <laughs> You'll get complaints. Okay, Harley's up the front. Okay. Oh well. That's Luke right. Jackson. I thought it was the coaches. Okay, there you go. I, I didn't <laughs> produce this magazine. I just wrote. I'm not having it. a go. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, um, but I have Sells made. Papers. I have made. I'll give you the. I'll give you one insight. Uh, my prediction for pre- the premiership. I'll give you that now. And you're going to laugh given the off season they've had. But I'm saying Melbourne are right up to it. Right up to it in their net. Yeah, I was net. a bit sceptical until last night. Until I watched that Carlton game. Just one preseason game, mate. You. They looked super. What, it's only a preseason game, mate. They're playing Carlton. They're not playing, mm. you know who. No weedering, but yeah, they were reasonably full strength, Carlton. You know my rationale for Melbourne. I think 
the best footy that we've seen over the past four years has still been Melbourne's in 2021. I know a little while ago, mm-hmm. but still a pretty similar squad. Yeah. But I, you look at last year's final series, Melbourne was playing at half rat power. And they weren't. They were struggling. Mm-hmm. They were inaccurate kicking from beating Collingwood. Yep. In both their no finals, doubt. they were inaccurate kicking from winning. They could have easily Mate, played in a preliminary no final doubt. last year. So Melbourne did not much right with that close. So what it tells me is they are right up to their neck in it again. And I'm going to pick a mate. Nine fifty. They are mate. And, guess, and guess who didn't play last night? Oliver. See, Oliver. Well, he played in the reserves. And yeah, I know he played okay. in the reserves. I'm t- yeah. We're talking about his age. So their best midfield, well, second best midfielder didn't play. I'm going to put two caveats on my prediction. One of them. No caveats, If mate. Gorn goes down, they're in trouble because they've got really that, – that's a department. They don't have a lot of depth in as a ruckman. The other one is their forward line. They really need to – Van Royen now needs to step up. And Fritch, who looked pretty good last night, he had that foot injury last year. Those two – um, and we've got Pickett and all those you sorts of players You can't put caveats, well. mate. Well, I'm okay. going to say, if Jackson's out with the Dockers, we take. Yeah. We say they come 88 or what? You know, like, no, no, I'm hello, picked, Amos. I'm boldly picked him to win the flag, yeah, mate. So Max Gorn gonna, was yeah. super. You reckon Max Gorn can't win the Brownlow? Oh, I reckon he can mate. win the Brownlow. Scott Wine was the last in 92. Uh, mate, he was Or well, Adam Goods super. was sort of hybrid. but Do you, do you play um, fantasy footy? I used to. Mate, see how much he scored? Too time-consuming. Super. Max Gorn. And so, get Oliver back in there. They're determined to put this drug stuff impact, behind them. Yeah, what impact is that going to well, have on the At the moment, the field? nothing, mate. They were unbelievable. So, but with, Joel, them up. with this looming, the trafficking ch- um, charges now, the investigation by um, Sports Integrity over Joel Smith and the trafficking, does that have an impact on so the that, playing group? when you say trafficking, it's trafficking in terms of sports yeah, integrity. Yes, this is not police involvement. Yeah, yeah. So this is a, the, but he's looking at a four-year ban if yeah, found guilty. Yeah, yeah. So, so it means a couple of blokes... Blah, blah, blah. Is that how, he's a, that's the, how it works, isn't it? Yeah, that does. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Who are those blokes, mate? Well, I, I don't know, but it's you, the thing is text was sent, but you don't. if you haven't responded to the text, Barra, you're not really complicit. So no, you've got to right. be careful what we say there. I could send you a text, couldn't I? And if you don't respond, you don't know what I'm talking and, about. Asking me if I wanted something. Offering you some antique furniture. Yeah, and, and that would that would have lead you to think the, that I liked antique furniture. Open the arms up, Barry. Have a look what's inside, you know. I could send you some antique, but you have No, no, responded. but you missed the point there, okay. didn't you? That if you're sending me a text about antique furniture, that means probably I'm interested in antique yeah, furniture. Maybe. What about your Michael Gleeson writing today that just like the general community, AFL players use cocaine? That's what he's written. Yeah, okay. Well, would you dispute that? I'm asking you. Isn't it? Well, a small percentage of every group would use cocaine, so why would players be – they would be any different? I'm, I because haven't seen any use Because the AFL players get drug tests and it's illegal and it could ruin your career. How about that? Yeah, I know, but just – Joe blogs nothing unless he's – Well, you know, there's a lot of um, education around it now, but look, the odds are that it happens, mate, because that's a slice of society. Well, I just want to say I've not seen it. Okay, good. Hand on heart? Absolutely. Good. Not that I go out with uh, a lot of young blokes nowadays, mm. <laughs> being in my senior years, but... So who's your, who's I, your I early... I the t- Gleason's on the money there. Okay. Anyway. Got a good track record. Good journo. What's your... Uh, who's your tip for the flag? Brisbane. Okay. But Collingwood hard to beat. And you're right about Melbourne. Collingwood hard to beat. Big so three. Does Collingwood win as many close games again? 
Mate, they look super. Dacos is a superstar. Yeah, we know Any that. nufty out there who thinks he can't play or he's just overrated doesn't couldn't draw your footy. Seriously, mate. Unbelievable. Could I go to a new level. The, the, the clubs I'm yet to be convinced about, or the, the one club, is um, Carlton. Yeah, well, last night made me think that exactly thing. So exact I've thing. got him in my eight just. No, Not most just, people have got him in just. their four. I've got him in just. Just. You I almost had him out, right, Barrett. Who almost had out? him out. Who have you left out? Gold Coast just. I've got, Adel- I've got Adelaide out. in. I've got Sydney in. I've got GWS in. I've left Geelong out. Brisbane, Collingwood. I've left Geelong out. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Why is that a big Port? deal? Port's in. I've Port's got them, in. I've got them top four. Top four? Yeah, address their defensive deficiencies. Um, I like where Port's going, actually. I Do like. You? Yep. And Sydney with the injuries. Well, Callum Shorty Mills and Luke Parker, that's a worry. Mm. But I still think they're going to be thereabouts. GWS, you would think, would be thereabouts. So you've got 10 in the 8 at the moment. I haven't. I've got 8 in the 8, because <laughs> that's how many get in. All right, it's next week. Uh, now, Barra, I'm going to plug. Um, we get, we're actually going to get on to just a little bit of mail. But before I do, um, we have got some great giveaways this year and some great uh, competitions um, for people to join up to. Sign up to the game for free footy tipping. There are, Barra, over $160,000 in prizes up for grabs. Gee whiz, you'd almost be able to sell that and buy a house in Peppermint Grove. $50,000 cash for the prize for this season's top tipper, thanks to TabTouch. And a thousand dollars cash each week for the round's best tipper, thanks to Thirsty Camel. Wow! wow. Plus, Barra haven't finished yet. They're going to beat us. Or There's what? a brand. Well, we're getting to that. There's a brand new Mazda BT50 car up for grabs just for playing. Wow! You could sell your um, your Rolls Royce, mate. Uh, My Hyundai yeah, i30. Yeah. Um, for for our listeners. We'll be giving away two burly footies from Jim Kids Sports for anyone who signs up to the game and Barra and joins the Quarters and Barra Timping Competition. So the link to join that is in this podcast. So have a have a look at your wow. the description when you when you download it. We'll all be in there so we compete against each other throughout the season, Barra. So who will end up on top? Will it be you? Will it be me? Will it be Do one we get of the our car punters? if we win? No. Oh, really? No. We're just battlers, mate. Yep. Uh, please if you want to be involved, and please do, it'll be a lot of fun. Sign up now at thegame.com.au. Shorty's Tips. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited, Barrett, because every <laughs> Thursday this year, we're going to be joined by the great man David Short from Tab Touch for Shorty's Tips. A man who was once, we nearly lost him, Barrett. On a boat trip out of Rottnest Island. On a boat Nearly trip to Rotto. Tell us about that, Shorty. Oh, it wasn't pretty, boys. Uh, I was with a, a cricket mate of mine many years ago and we got caught halfway between Rottnest and the mainland. The main thing is we're here to tell the The time. world is a better place, Shorty. <laughs> have you got some uh, You got some odds for us? Oh, we have indeed. Uh, we're going to get in with the heater and cooler for this week. Our heater, uh, GWS, they're $8.50 into $7.50 and they're actually excellent there last season in that prelim final. I think they can have an impact. And our cooler, unfortunately, for Sydney, P- Parker and Mills both getting injured has got the potential to maybe put the slows on their early season progress. North Melbourne at 200, 200 bucks, West Coast at 150. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. I so you've got flipped. North. Have you got North for the spoon? Have you? Is that how it works? Indeed. Well, that's just how they they rate the market rates it, and our mm. our, uh, our analysts rate it. Personally, I think I'd well, probably flip it. As early well. days, from what I've seen, I'd flip that. Indeed, I tend to agree. Uh, and the cooler, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Sydney go with uh, no Mills, no Parker. Parker with the broken arm, Mills obviously the new captain. But uh, most people 
like Sydney for a flag fancy, I reckon. I think they can have a pretty good season, but they're two players that they probably would have preferred to have going into the early stages of the season. Who do you like uh, as the young gun player to watch for the rising star? Is Harley amongst that? He is amongst it. He is our favourite to take out uh, the rising star at $3. Wardlaw's there at four seventy five. McKercher's 6 The one I like, though, is Sanders at $7. He was the first-round draft pick at the Western Bulldogs. He's had an instant impact um, since arriving at the kennel, and I think he'll have a great season. He's been well backed into seven bucks. He's the player I'm really watching for the rising star this year. Like the uh, Windsor last night. Just a small sample size, but really like that goal on the run too, so he's going to get plenty of attention. Harley, I reckon, is the sort of player who uh, is going to be more of an extractor than a ball receiver. He will get a bit of that. He'll do stuff that will make the hair stand up in the back of your neck this year, I reckon, Harley. But I'm just not sure if he's going to get enough of the footy to win this award. Yeah, probably have a fair bit of attention as well um, from opposition sides given uh, yeah. the build-up to it as well. So, no, really looking forward to it. I will say there's some young guns that will have an instant impact out of last year's draft this time around. George Wardlaw? He's a super chance. He's obviously had that year's experience as well and uh, he's second in line from a betting perspective. I think a lot of the North young guns are going to get plenty of game time. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. We will be giving away some $50 digital gift vouchers thanks to our great sponsors of many years, Thirsty Camel. So make sure to send your thoughts, questions to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. We will be doing our best to read out as many as we possibly can. So we did have a couple over the season, over the uh, pre-season. So waiting for a flood. This is our first podcast, so mm. they'll come in next week. This one from our old friend Michelle. So um, high quarters and barra. Uh, they know a bit about me, judging by this email. I'm a bit concerned. In last season's final episode of your excellent podcast, Quarters gave Qantas a scathing critique. Was his frustration with the airline the reason he drove across the Nullarbor? <laughs> Is quarters no longer permitted in the chick the Qantas chairman's lounge? These pretzels are making me thirsty. Thank you for the Seinfeld reference once again. Um, he knows what I went. I did drive how across did that, the. Nullarbor. How was your trip, mate? Fantastic. Was it seven thousand k's? No, I did about ten thousand solo. Ten thousand. Yeah, when you take in driving around Victoria, bit down the southwest when I got back. But, well done. Yeah, but driving across now, anyone who's listening, driving across the Nullarbor with my two it's teenage boys, Liam, shit. and no, it's not. Oh, those windswept trees, you can stick them oh, where they fit. Desolate, but it's beautiful <laughs> oh, desolation. Oh, it's horrible. You know, the, you know, you wave to someone uh, when you're first starting. Yeah. You, you sort of wave, and by by after a couple of hours, you start no, waving. No, you just do a little finger. One I finger. I found the complete yeah, opposite. Yeah, mate, good on you. No, you once you get on the actual Nullarbor. The waves of acknowledgement. Every single person that who comes the oh, other way. <laughs> you know the most bizarre thing I saw? So, you know, Tom and Liam, we had a great time, mate. It's a great thing to do with your kids. It really yeah, is. Yeah, once, mate. Once. No, no, no. Drive the ball, the ball once. Oh, I loved Eucla. Ticket oh, off. I loved Sejuna. I've done that. Took the swags. Slept in swags. Did you go on the bite down there? Did you yeah, down, did yeah. all that, mate. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a very short day because I, I wanted to spend time off. going and having a look at all the, the yeah, right-hand yeah. turns, yeah, as you yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. But the three bears. What the is most... it? No, the three. What is it? The uh... oh yeah. I don't what do they call? I don't know what they're Not called. The three bears. What are they called? The three something or others. Anyway, the, the three women. the rock formations. Let's call them. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the I made sure wherever we st- stopped there was a little tavern attached to the campground, so that was nice. The Nullarbor Nymph gets a special mention in um, Eucla. What a great spot that is. Um, but you know, and you know the the thing that. I just did. I hadn't done it for so long. 
is the Royal Flying Doctor airstrips. That really spun me out. Like, you get the sign saying, approaching Royal Flying Doctor airstrips. Oh, this will be interesting. But the road just turns into the airstrip. That's what happens. And there's about a dozen of them. So it's quite amazing. Going into Euclid, we saw a plane taxiing, which was... uh, not good for the occupant, but uh, uh, it was just exciting to see. But you know the most bizarre thing I saw? Coming out of Norseman, mm-hmm. so you basically turn left and that's east and you're going, right? You're, yeah. you're committed to that yeah, yeah. long drive. And so in between Norseman and that 180-kilometre stretch where there's not a turn, whatever, there was a bloke hitchhiking dressed as Robin Hood. <laughs> Which made sense because it's good arrow shooting country. It's very straight. But anyway, I saw this bloke, and I'm not kidding. He had the felt cap on, and and I just looked at the boys. Eccentric. I looked at Robin Hood, and I thought, nah, no, no, no. I can't, I can't pick this bloke up. This is not going to end well. Anyway, I don't know if anyone knows. Anyone saw this bloke? It was in. Early December, if you saw this bloke hitchhiking and you picked him up, please email in and let us know. But I can highly recommend it. Has this morphed um, into a uh, t- travel show now? No, no. And the only thing I'll say is Qantas, uh, I might have given a scathing critique to, but Virgin managed to stuff up my – so my wife flew over back and forth. They uh, stuffed her up. She was stuck in Adelaide for three days. But because of Virgin oh, cancelled her flight. Up. Oh, Virgin now. Virgin, Virgin. Yes. But what happened was we complained – uh, long and hard, and we got the accommodation and meals. Nice. Set. Tell them who you were. But they needed to. So what anyway, about the world's longest golf that. course out there? Yeah, you, I took, you know what? I, I took. was about to put a golf club in the back. 1,300 Ks. Yeah, but I thought, as I was putting the golf club in the back and some balls and some tees, I thought, and a, and a putter, I thought, am I really going to play these 18 holes? Because when you've been driving for a long time, the sort of last thing you want to do is turn off and do that. And I thought, or am I just going to have these golf clubs in the back of my car the whole trip and I'm, they're going to be a pain in the ass because you're just going to get – so in the end, I ditched them and I think it was a good decision. Last one, mate, the second one from Andrew. Hi, Quarters and Barrow. There's been very little news of the inaugural AFL team, the Tasmanian Salmon, and their new stadium in Hobart. Will it ever become a reality? Well, thank you. There has been a bit of news, actually. There was a push just yesterday uh, to push back the announcement uh, a week from March 18 to March 23. So on March 18, they're going to announce the name Mm -hmm. and the colours. So pretty well odds on. I reckon it's going to be the Devils. And I think the colours will be just my... Mail is it'll be that fantastic jumper island jumper they've got, but it'll be a bit more of a modern version of it. Um, that's what I'm hoping for, anyway. But they've said no, we're sticking with March 18. There is an election in between, so and there's a lot of politics about the stadium, so that's what they were concerned about. They right. thought they would politicize. So, you reckon it's still all sweet on track? Well, I think it is. I think yeah. they'll come around and it will be in Macquarie Point. Please, please, Hobart people, just. Wake up and see how good it's going to be for your city. So um, that's my mail on that, Barra. Brilliant, mate. Well, congratulations on that trip too. We want to hear a bit more about that. And, you don't uh, want to hear any more on that? I've, no, it was very good, mate. You looked very a bit good. bored I when I was... Well. Uh, no, very good. Well, We've been on air for about three hours. Thank so. you, Barra. <laughs> good to have you back. Excited about the season ahead. We'll be back on Tuesday. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Got the touch. Download the Tab Touch app today. Please gamble responsibly. If you have an issue, call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Barra, I'll see you on Tuesday. Please send in some mail. <laughs>